The State Department of Environmental Protection has issued draft regulations that could require thousands of Cape residents to upgrade or replace their septic systems or scrap septic systems altogether and go with a watershed permit plan to deal with the growing threat of nitrogen pollution. It's a costly proposition that has divided the region, prompted pushback on Beacon Hill, and stirred a net yet another debate about pollution and who should pay to clean it up. Welcome to the Codcast. I'm Bruce Moe of Commonwealth Magazine, and my guests are Alan McLennan, the chair of the Orleans Board of Water and Sewer Commissioners and a member of the Orleans Select Board, and Stephen Rafferty, the vice chair of Falmouth's Water Quality Management Committee, and an engineer who previously served as the Falmouth Water Superintendent, Superintendent and a member of the Board of Health. Let's try to frame this issue a little bit. Alan, let's start with you. How big of a problem is nitrogen on the Cape right now? Well, uh, coming from the town of Orleans, we have a requirement to remove nitrogen in all of Pleasant Bay and in Town Cove. Uh, and it's a major issue for this small town of 6,000 people. Probably, uh, we're probably talking about 250, $300 million over the time. And Stephen, talk a little bit about nitrogen and for people that aren't following this that closely, what is the concern about nitrogen leaking into streams and, and so on? Sure. Well, nitrogen um, stimulates algal growth, um, the estuarian systems that are prevalent on Cape Cod where salt water interface to the freshwater of bodies flowing in are particularly sensitive to nitrogen uh, contamination. And there's been extensive analysis and study done by the SMAST Institute to establish what's called total maximum daily limits for nitrogen concentrations in every major body of water on the Cape. The issue is how to reduce the nitrogen to get down to that acceptable scientific level of nitrogen in each one of these water bodies. So is it fair to say most people on the Cape agree there's a problem, but the question is how to address it? Uh, absolutely. I think every community on the Cape has many years of looking at this, looking for solutions, and most importantly, trying to find a way to finance the solution. So uh, what is, either one of you answer this one, what, are, what would the proposed regulations of DEP do? You wanna take a stab at it, Alan, or you want me to get, give it a go? I'll let you start, then I'll see if you and I agree. How's that for a deal? <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Um, so, uh, the Conservation Law Foundation, an advocacy agency, has been pushing to get the nitrogen issue addressed faster. And they brought a suit against the DEP saying that the DEP needed to manage better septic systems, and in particular, the nitrogen that flows into the groundwater from the septic systems. Um, what came out of that was proposed regulation that starts from a place where they can actually propose a regulation that has to do under the state's title five, which is the state sanitary code that says that any septic system that's located in a nitrogen impaired 
watershed, which they have designated uh, at this point for the bulk of the Cape, I would say, um, that they show within five years, replace the existing septic systems with what's called an IA or innovative alternative septic system. Um, or alternatively, you should develop a watershed based plan for each of your nitrogen impaired uh, areas that will demonstrate how you'll achieve the reduction and she'll implement that plan within a 20 year period. Um, I don't think anybody that's been involved in this process or seen this process to date believes that the first option, i.e. individual homeowners will have to replace their septic systems, that that's gonna advance very far, very fast. Um, not least of which is the approved innovative alternative systems, those systems that have general approval from the DEP at this time, don't reduce the nitrogen down to a level that would then ultimately meet the TMDL, even if all of the homeowners converted over. Um, so there's some work to be done on that side of where there are emerging technologies for lots. But more importantly, I'll just take Falmouth as an example. There's currently only two individuals that do septic system designs in Falmouth, and they could churn out at most 50 new designs a year. So that's 100 new designs they could churn out. In Falmouth, we counted up 17,100 homes that would have to get a new septic system within five years. So even just the physical exercise of designing the systems, getting them through the board of health, and then let alone finding the contractors to do that work at an individual homeowner cost of any place from twenty to $60,000, um, seems to me like pretty unrealistic expectation on the part of the DEP. I think they presume that everybody's going to adopt the watershed approach um, to come up with a plan. So, Bruce, if, if I could sort of uh, tag on here for a couple of minutes. Um, Steve and I have been involved with this for a long time, so uh, we uh, have some background. There are 53 embayment watersheds on Cape Cod. This is work that's done by the Cape Cod Commission, most recently under the 208 planning program. Of the 53 on Cape Cod, only 30 of them are nitrogen sensitive. So 60% of the Cape, roughly, would be impacted by these new regulations. So for example, in Orleans, we have several watersheds that are not nitrogen sensitive. So these regulations would not apply because there's not a TMDL and the State Department of Environmental Protection is not gonna set up an NSA for those because it's not needed. Um, we in Orleans have been involved in the first watershed permit in Massachusetts with the towns of Chatham, Harwich and Brewster. And we are just coming up to the end of our first five-year plan. And I will tell you that through the efforts of those four towns and our mutual Pleasant Bay Alliance, we have met about 84% of the nitrogen removal that has to be taken care of so far. So we know that the permitting process works and we know from the work that the Cape Cod Commission did with all 15 towns on Cape Cod 
that all the watersheds have been looked at and it is possible to develop plans for those watersheds. And I think, Steve, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the most recent sewer project that you did in Falmouth was a targeted wastewater management plan, correct? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So anyways, we, we know how to do this. Um, certainly Orleans, Howard, Brewster, and Chatham do. I will tell you that when these regulations hit the street, the town of Orleans immediately communicated with the town of East Ham, and we share the Nauset estuary, and we are working with them now to develop a memorandum of understanding to develop a watershed permitting process so that if these regulations come into effect, we will be ready to do a watershed plan in that estuary, which is one of the other larger ones on Cape Cod. So uh, I, I just also, uh, I, I did some work recently. Um, in the last two years, for example, I know that there have been 220 Title V systems improved or constructed in the town of Orleans. Uh, and they were done. Uh, so that's 110 a year. Uh, they were done by local contractors and local engineers went through the Conservation Commission Board of Health. So it does happen. The sad thing is that we've now put in 220 Title V systems, all of which are going to produce water, treated wastewater, that is nitrogen loaded, that is going to go to our estuaries. Now, we've also looked at uh, IA systems in this town. I agree with Steve. They do not have a very good record. Uh, they can't get down to the level that you get down to with a, a, a real uh, treatment system. Uh, but they are probably at a level of half of uh, producing as, as half as much nitrogen as as a Title V system. So um, we're moving in the right direction, but we don't have an adequate solution yet. So well, I, I come I, I come from the side where the planning process is critical here, and I, I'm saying this as a 50 year planner, so I'm somewhat biased. Okay, just about what you said. Let me just uh, step step back a second here. Orleans and the three other communities. So are they engaged in a community-wide watershed permit plan? Is that where they're going? We, we are. Uh, we, we were, we were uh, this plan was created by DEP uh, with uh, help from the federal government to try out the process of a watershed permit plan. And we've done it. And, and the reason that it worked, uh, Bruce, is that the Pleasant Bay area, which is the largest estuary on Cape Cod, was designated as an area of critical environmental concern in 1987 by the state on, on the recommendation of the four towns. Uh, so we've been working together for a long time. We created a management plan for Pleasant Bay in 1999, and that formalized an intermunicipal agreement before the four, between the four towns where we put up a certain amount of money each year to develop the, the wastewater management plans for Pleasant Bay. And it works. So from, from my naivete here, a, a plan and it works, is that a sewage system or what, what is it physically that you're, you've in, okay. implemented there? It, in our case, uh, we have looked at in the town of Harwich, and Chatham and Orleans, we have expanded or created new sewer collection systems. The town of Brewster uh, is not 
uh, its layout is not such that that will happen. They have looked at, interestingly enough, IA systems, uh, and Steve will support me here. They concluded that they're expensive to build and they're expensive to operate. So, so Brewster has decided uh, that they're not going to do that. And we may get involved in some nitrogen credit trading with them instead of the, the systems where, where they're in the bay. Uh, we have also looked at uh, aquaculture. We have one, one of our saltwater ponds where we have a controlled aquaculture experiment and we're reducing one third of the nitrogen that's in that pond over the last three years. And I, I know Steve is doing the same thing in a couple of ponds in, in Falmouth. And also we've expended a lot of time and effort looking at the concept of permeable reactive barriers. And we've had one that we've had in effect for four and a half years now, it works. We are now looking at several larger ones to deal with nitrogen loading on Pleasant Bay. So we're looking at alternatives as we go ahead. And the plan, the 20 year plan that we got approved five, four and a half years ago includes these alternatives. And we're looking at them and the planning process sets up a five year uh, review. And at that point you may say, well, we've tried this, it isn't gonna work, we're gonna modify it and so forth. I would also close on this by saying the backup plan for Harwich, and Chatham and Orleans, and, and as I say, Brewster doesn't need it, is a conventional sewer treatment system. And okay. what we know is as we get into the less dense areas, it is gonna be prohibitively expensive to implement that system on a house by house basis. That is why we're looking at the alternatives. And that's why we're involved in this regional permitting and planning process. Uh, Steve, let's give you a chance here to talk a little bit. What is Falmouth looking at right now? What are you considering? Yeah, so um, I appreciate that Alan has done yeoman's work down there uh, to get a watershed permit in place. Falmouth has been multi-year now working on a comprehensive wastewater management plan we've developed. Um, one of the big differences for Falmouth is we have 14 of these estuaries that have TMDLs assigned to them. So we need to make 14 watershed plans. Um, I think Alan described a 33 year long process from when they designated their beta when they finally got their permits in place. Um, we've had a fairly concrete plan. We've been working our plan. Um, we do have aquaculture, we do have some sewers. One of the big issues in our community is how do you pay for it? So we, of course, are limited by proposition two and a half about how much money we can go get. Um, one of the things I find sort of unfair about the proposal they have is they know that no community is gonna require all their homeowners put new septic systems in. If they had turned around and said, you have to do these watershed permits and comply within 20 years, that would be an unfunded mandate and the legislature would have to find some funding mechanism. So they're asking everybody to accelerate what they're already doing. And I don't take exception to the need to try to get things done faster. The case comes back to, in the case of Falmouth, you know, we have done targeted wastewater management plans. We'll have to modify those somehow to meet the watershed permit. But we have in essence, you know, 
12 of them to do almost from scratch, two of which involve neighboring communities. One is born at one end of town, the other one is uh, Mashpee at the other end. And the watershed permit timeline they give you is five years. We just, we're having a hard time seeing where we get the resources, you know, technical staff, engineers to pull that all off in a five-year period, given that we've already structured a plan where we're basically sewering South Coast estuaries every time we can come up with 40 or 50 more million dollars uh, under the impositions of Proposition 2.5. The way this is unfolding for Falmouth is we probably are facing having to convince the voters in the community for a major Proposition 2.5 override um, and then still not coming into compliance within the time frame they have. There's yet to be some, you know, feedback from the DEP, despite multiple meetings where people have expressed some concerns about the timeline and the scale of what they're asking us to do in a fairly short time frame. So I'm cautiously optimistic that the DEP will do some modifications before they promulgate final regulations and will recognize communities like Orleans and Falmouth and other places where, you know, folks have been working diligently to make improvements. We, we've seen measurable improvements in the very first major estuary we targeted. We put, we sewered 1,200 homes um, and we've been actively monitoring. The eelgrass is starting to grow back in the estuary. Shellfish surveys are showing improvements and we're measuring groundwater, showing that we're bleeding less nitrogen in than ever before. So. There's, there's engineering and science to achieve these goals, but um, this whole regulation is, is a little heavy handed, I feel, um, and, and needs to come back a little bit to the reality of the situation at hand. So both of you have referred to TMDLs. What, what is that? Total maximum daily load of nitrogen. The Commonwealth paid for a group based out of um, UMass Dartmouth called um, SMAS. And they went in and evaluated, uh, built models for where the nitrogen is coming into all of these estuaries. And then they calculated how much nitrogen biological systems in each of these estuaries could, could absorb or utilize effectively. And that became the total maximum daily limit. So you know, if there's, 18,000 kilograms of nitrogen going into one estuary today, and their study says it's got to be 4,000. We need to find a way to get rid of um, 14,000 kilograms per day of nitrogen, whether that's building a sewer system or whatnot. In the case of Falmouth, um, we currently have a wastewater treatment plant. It's a groundwater discharge plant, which means the effluent goes back into the ground. It doesn't disappear anyplace else. And um, we've got limited sites to be able to do that. And so you know, one of our big focuses has been, where, is our, where are our disposal sites for wastewater effluent? Um, and how do we finance that? So for example, we could build another groundwater discharge system for 25 or $30 million, but that's only gonna provide limited capacity not enough for all 14 estuaries. Um, our best guess at an outfall pipe right now is 70 or $80 million. 
So we've been actively wrestling with that side of the whole problem. And in the meantime, we're going to town meeting to get funding to design the sewers for the next estuary going from west to east on the south coast. But right now we're going to sort of have to put a pause on some of that and go back and get funding to do 14 watershed plans and get put on a timeline for all 14 of them. So, so it, it seems as if um, there are ways to deal with this problem, some of them very expensive. Um, so some people have compared it to um, what a lot of uh, folks around the Boston area are familiar with, the MWRA, the Mass Water Resources Authority, that that was a massive project across many communities to uh, deal with water, treat wastewater, what have you. And um, there was there was sticker shock. I personally remember the water and sewer bills went, went skyrocketing at the time. But, but now we've all sort of adapted to it. But I also believe there was, if I, I could be misremembering this, but I also thought there was money put into it by perhaps the state or borrowed or whatever. And I wondered, is this sort of presented as, here's what you've got to do and figure it out on your own? Or is the state, uh, which in the past couple of years has had a lot of money floating around, have they stepped up in any way? Alan, why don't you? Yeah, just uh, let me give you some little background. I, by the way, I, I was planning director at Arlington for 30 years. And I remember when the MWRA concept started in the Lions Club, uh, <laughs> one of the ponds there. But anyway, that's another story for another beer. Um, the uh, uh, I, I was involved with uh, the Cape Cod Commission and the Cape Cod Chamber of Commerce, Mer uh, Association Preserve Cape Cod, um, former Senator Rob O'Leary, where we worked with the Commonwealth of Massachusetts to set up a new taxing program using short-term rentals. And that was adopted by the legislature and signed by the governor in December of 2018, as I remember. That allowed communities to tax short-term rentals. It allowed communities to increase tax on hotels, motels up to 6% if they weren't there already. And 2.75% of that money went into a new funding source, which was the Cape and Islands Clean Water Trust. And that was the first major state funding to finance the cleanup of Cape Cod. Um, we have been involved in Orleans and I'll just give you the numbers because it's sort of fascinating. We directed that every penny that came in from the short-term rentals went into a wastewater stabilization fund. And we also took the couple hundred thousand dollars a year we were getting from Hotel Motel and put that in the fund as well. And we then were able twice to apply to the Cape and Islands Trust. And we got 25% grant for our first two projects, Downtown Meeting House Bond. And the money that has gone into that local stabilization fund has paid for the vast majority of our project two projects to date and just to throw the number out 107 million dollars total cost we have been able to get zero percent financing from the state over 30 years that has saved the taxpayers 25 million dollars and 
when you take into account these grants and the short-term rental tax, the taxpayers of the town of Orleans are going to pay about $17 million over 30 years for $107 million worth of capital investment. So that's the way we financed it here. I would also note we have been back to the voters town meeting nine times for debt exclusions and the voters have voted for it every time. So clean water on Cape Cod is absolutely critical for our economy. And at least the voters in Orleans have said, clean it up, tax us, it's important to us. So Stephen, uh, we're gonna wrap up here in a minute, but I wanted to give you a chance to sort of answer that question because money seems to be a, 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 an important issue. How is it for you in Falmouth? So in Falmouth, we've been working what, what we refer to as our window of opportunity as old debts retired, the new debt that we assume under the two and a half limitation has primarily been going towards wastewater projects for the last several years. We do uh, uh, appreciate the fact that Senator O'Leary's bill allowed for a fund to be created. Um, the first couple of years, that fund down here on the Cape has been picking up 25% of appropriate project costs. Um, it's a finite amount of money raised each year and construction costs are through the roof. They're looking, I think, at 18 or 20% payouts this year uh, under that program. Um, in, in Falmouth, we've the, the ability to raise the tax on um, hotel motels, I guess, has some benefit, but Falmouth's a number of hotels and motels, say, compared to a Yarmouth or some other places, is not a high percentage. So that as a finite resources, we don't see that as the solution. Um, you know, I've been down to visit all of Alan's stuff. Uh, <laughs> I've been amazed at the way he was able to finance his project. Each community on the Cape is gonna have their own challenges in how to find the funding and how to implement these projects. And I would say that you know we're, we're willing, and I think other communities are willing to you know, sit down with the DEP and, and maybe you know, get their understanding of where we're at and what we can do and, and how we're going to do it, um, as opposed to them saying, you know, here's something that you're going to have to go do, which is an impossibility. But if you don't want to do the impossible, you can do the difficult. <laughs> I hear you. And so <laughs> it sounds like, um, Alan, you're sort of saying it is difficult, but it can be done. And Stephen, you're saying it is difficult, but unclear about whether it can be done with the finances and, and everything that you're facing. My, our issue in Falmouth is that you, you, have to, you have to have a watershed permit together within a five-year window and implement it within a 20-year period. If we had one estuary, I would have to take no exception to that. Um, but we've got 14 of these, so there's, there's a lot of work to be done to build all of that. I mean, we can't dig up every road in Falmouth at once. All right. Well, on that on that note, I think we'll wrap up. I want to thank my guests, Alan McLennan, uh, the chair of the Orleans Board of Water and Sewer Commissioners, and Stephen Rafferty, the vice chair of Falmouth's Water Quality Management Committee. Thank you both. And to our Thanks listeners, we'll see you again next week.